Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, I wanted to read out this email for you, if I could, because I, I find it really interesting. And I also find it quite sad, by the way. Hi, Niall. I'm a long-time listener, but this is my first time writing in. I was wondering if you could address a topic on your show for me. Men and miscarriage. It's a subject I don't believe is spoken about enough. A little bit of background to my own personal situation. A few years ago, my partner suffered a miscarriage. It was our first pregnancy. It was extremely traumatic for both of us. And my partner spiralled into a severe depression. She suffered a complete breakdown and left her job. Thankfully now, she's got uh, help and now is in a very good place and working in her dream job. However, I don't believe I dealt with it properly. I returned to work four nights after it happened and sat by myself for many hours in an empty office. Too much time to think and dwell on things. In the months after, I distanced myself from my partner and I spent way too much time in the pub. Pardon me. And out of the house. It severely damaged my relationship. Fast forward to 2021 and the memories still haunt me. My partner wants to try for another baby. But these unresolved issues are preventing me from going ahead. The idea of her having another miscarriage is terrifying me. I'm not sure how she would cope with it. Also, I'm unable to find a daytime position due to the pandemic, meaning my partner would be alone three to four nights of the week during a high-risk pregnancy. Several of our friends are new parents, and at the age my partner is at, she isn't willing to wait much longer. I did attend a few counselling sessions, which did help to a certain extent, but I still struggle to shake the fear of this recurring. Perhaps some listeners may have been in similar situations and could give me some advice. Now, this is a very difficult situation. What advice would you give him? What advice would you give him? So he's, obviously the wife at the time went to a severe depression and then he went to a really bad depression once she dealt with it. And, you know, he obviously turned to the drink because he spent too much time at the pub and out of the house. And now he doesn't want to go through that again. He's obviously got himself back together again. It's a few years later. And he's thinking, I, I can't do this again. If she loses another baby, I just can't go through all this again. So He's cautious. What advice would you give them? I'm sure there are many men listening today and many women, by the way, who've been through miscarriage and maybe they can tell us how their husbands dealt with it or how they dealt with it. If you're a guy, let me know. The number is 87 188 Dave, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Dave? Hello, hello, hello. How, how you doing, Dave? I mean, Dave, this is a very... And look, I can understand his caution. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, when you're in that situation where, you know, something bad has happened like that and your wife loses a baby and both of you have gone through a lot of de- depression and distress. You know, you don't want to go down that route again, do you? No, Jesus, you don't. I mean, the, the, the fear of something bad happening is it's there. It's always in the back of your mind, even when you're not thinking about it. You mm-hmm. know, like that kind of stuff sits in your subconscious and festers. You know, it's like, it's like somebody with really bad anxiety. You, you know, you, you'd be going through like just a completely normal, any everyday kind of situation. But yeah, your mind is making up all these crazy scenarios that might happen that basically keep you paralyzed with fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like myself, my partner, we'd love to try again, but the two of us said it, we're absolutely terrified. And this, you know I, I, mean? I know you shared that with us before, that your your wife went through a miscarriage or, or already, or no. Um, multiple. Yeah, multiple no, miscarriages. So we been there and bought that t-shirt. And so, every, so every and time, every pregnancy is a risk. Oh, it's terrifying. I mean, if we were to try again, um, we're dealing directly with uh, the maternity hospital in Cork. You know, like that's, they, you know, because we said, look, can we go with she? And they said, yeah, like we have an entire roadmap for when we want to try again. And we'll be attending like, the early pregnancy unit from probably six weeks onwards. 
uh, there'll be a monthly checkup. You know, they'll be really hands on with. You know, but that still. And how how did you? I mean, for people who don't understand, who've never, who've been fortunate enough never to be in this position. I mean, having a miscarriage is like it's like grieving the loss of a child. Mm -hmm. And for people, people don't understand that. A lot of people don't. You see, I think like a lot of that is like is comes kind of historically because. There was a time, especially what we dealt with, with last year, there was a, a like partner's aunt went through something similar. And she said she didn't see her child until she got home from the hospital and went to the graveyard. It was mm. once upon a time, it was like, look, it happened, you know, go home and just shut up about it. People just never spoke about it. And I think there is a certain element of that, you know, has, has carried on, you know, even into to today's world. But it's, it's a hard thing for us to talk about. You know, and other people, they don't want to say to you because they don't want to upset you. They don't want to bring it up in conversation. Like, I have no problem talking about it and saying what my parents because they're both like, look, it happens. Just, you know. Well, and by the way, it's very common. It's, it's, not, it's not like it's a rarity. It, it's very oh, common. Yeah. And it's very common to have multiple miscarriages, by the way. Oh, no. Yeah, it, it really, really is. And I mean, you know, like a lot of it is like people don't want to make you feel awkward. You don't want to make other people feel awkward. But especially as a man, because. I've said it before, you know, if you're a man, you can nearly bullshit your way through most situations in life, you know. Um, but this is one of those times where you see the person that you're planning to spend the rest of your life with in absolute pain, and there's nothing you can do for them. You know, you can you can be there for them, but, like, there's nothing you can do to take away the pain. Um, you know, and then you yourself, then, you, you almost feel impotent because there's nothing practical you can do. And then the more time goes on, then, you know, you think, okay, well, we should be back to normality. But, but you're really not. You know, it's nearly 12 months on, and myself and my partner, we're still not the same people we are. We were about 12, 18 months ago. Do you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it might happen. And how long, how long did it take you, you know, when, when this happened, how long does it take you to get back to a level of normality in your life? Oh, God, I don't. I mean, because we, we had to deal with, like, COVID and all that I'll be honest with you, it still things still don't feel 100% normal. Like, it's, it's 12 months on. Like, I remember, you know, the place I work were very good. Like, I took off nearly three weeks worth of work last year, you know, and they were very good about it. But I went back to work after about a week, and I had to go home and take another two or three days off because, it, you know, because you people come up and, you know, they're, they're sympathizing and stuff. But it's just, it's such a traumatic experience. You just you don't know your arse from your elbow for a long time afterwards, you know. And so, so what this guy is thinking of, he's gone through the same thing as you, and and obviously his wife went into a deep depression. He's he's talked about his wife's you know spiraled into a deep depression, and she gave up her job. Now, thankfully, he said she's got a new job now, her dream job. She's back working again, but but he didn't deal with it properly. He went back to work four days after it happened, and he ended up on the beer, and he obviously ended up out of the house a lot, so the relationship didn't work out too well. Okay. Fast forward 21, everything is good. And he's afraid that he's going to go through another two years of this if this happens again. And you, I can understand completely why he doesn't want that then. Oh, same as. Yeah, it, it's much easier to just bury your head in the sand and say, nope. You know, it, it really is because, I mean, you're, you're kind of more or less thinking to yourself, like, what's the lesser of two evils in this case? But what I would say to him, though, is um, if they really do want to have a child, just unfortunately, just... You're going to have to bite the bullet and go for it because I can tell you right now, early as I was 11, I, one of the biggest regrets of my life, and I'm only, I'm a young man, uh, is not trying to have more kids sooner. Because I'm an 11 year old at home and, you know, he, he's mad for a simple. Now, we're lucky in regards that if it doesn't work out for us, we still have him. But 
you know, like going through life and, you know, that the what if, you know, why didn't I do it sooner? Mm. Why, you know, why do we stick our heads in the sand? Like, I totally understand the fear that's there. And unfortunately, like, counseling services for this kind of thing for men, I, I don't really think there's a lot out there. No, it doesn't I know. seem to exist, unfortunately. Yeah. But, but do, me, do me a favor, Dave. I have to go into a break because I'm going to be over time. Um, and stay with me if you can. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Maybe you're a man or a woman and you've been through this. So you can give some advice to this guy who's emailed us who doesn't really want to go through this again after his wife suffered a miscarriage. I wouldn't even read out your text about abortion and how you're trying to compare both in some sort of sick, nonsensical way in your text, by the way. There's nothing to do with being afraid to read it out. It's just completely insensitive. Sadly, a miscarriage for women is a baby that's very much wanted. That's the the real difference that you should obviously see, but you can't see that because you're blinded uh, by how nasty you were with your text. Uh, let me go to go to Nigel if I can. Nigel, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Nigel? Nigel, how are you doing again? How are you? I've been listening to Dave there, and obviously Dave has been through this already with his wife multiple times, and yeah. uh, or his partner because he won't. You're not married to her yet, Dave, are you? Um, Touchy subject. I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> all happy, right, okay. happy all your life, Dave. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to pigeonhole myself on national radio, you know. <laughs> okay, but, but Nigel, on a serious note, for this guy who wrote in the email, I mean, it's a difficult time, you know, when his wife is saying, let's try again. And he's been through so much, and so has she, by the way, but he's been yeah. through so much. It's yeah. a difficult time, isn't it? Yeah, it's horrible, Nigel. I've, as I said to Ruth, I've spoken on your show before on the topic, Nigel, um, many times. And you, um, you've been through it as well. Yeah, I've been through it multiple times now. We 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 uh, we had four uh, that didn't make the t- um, full term now. Um, mm-hmm. But we we also uh, we're very lucky. We also had four that did. So I mean, I, we always look at it, especially well, we've got four four yeah. living and, and four in, in in heaven. You know that that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the way I try to equate it. But at the time, going through, I suppose the difficult things that we went through. I I as, as I said, the root. I suppose in my sort of take on it was that I was the lesser of the two that was suffering and I always tried to put my wife sort of sufferings ahead of mine to make sure that she was okay and, 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 and you know and, and she got better and she got you know she got in a position where she was able to carry on and, and maybe try again and stuff like that and um, I suppose in doing that you sort of subconsciously put your own feelings away and leave them where they are and just make sure that she's okay. As a man, I think that's what the more important thing to me was that she was okay. So you believed your your role was to support her? I, I did, Noel, yeah. But, what, but then who supports you? Because let's be clear about it, the losses, you, I mean, you're both, it's a loss for both of you. Obviously, your wife is carrying the baby or your partner's yeah, carrying the baby. Yeah, that's a different yeah. situation. The wife, but, yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah. The, but the loss is, you know, is both yours. And I'm sure, for yeah. most, I mean, obviously some people deal with it differently to others. This guy is dealing with it badly. He ended up on the drink. He ended up out of the house. His marriage went on the rocks. Thanks to you, everything is okay now. Uh, but he's saying, you know, now he doesn't know if he's able for that again. Well, Lyle, as I said to Ruth, I mean, I, I have no problem if you want to give him my own number and, and I, if he wants to talk for 10 minutes, if, if, it does, if, it, if it helps him in any way, I can tell him what it's like to go again and, and succeed, Lyle. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can tell him what it's like to be afraid to go ahead because we were terrified. You know, you, Dave, I, we were you terrified, Dave, were you? Oh, yeah. I mean, we were mad to try again. Um, but there was a fear. Man. But, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I am absolutely terrified because the last time nearly absolutely destroyed the two of us and we honestly don't know like if we're going to be able to make it out of it again if, if something similar happens but like I think Nigel actually made a really really good point um, about like 
you know, obviously as men, you know, we see ourselves as the protectors of our family and, you know, it's, it's our job to look after our, our partners. And when you're in the hospital and all the medical professionals are doing their thing, there's nothing really for you to do. You're just, you're just there. But being able to look after your partner does actually give you, it gives you a sense of purpose. And, it, you know, you're able to tell yourself, I wasn't able to help out in a practical way, you know, while we're in the hospital. But now that we're home, the fact that I'm looking after you, that does help you as well because it makes you feel like you're, you're not totally you. You hit the nail on the head, Dave. You hit the nail on yeah, the head. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, my ter- I, looking after her was part of my therapy, Niall. Yeah. And, and that was good for you too. And by the way, I can hear the end result of Dave's pregnancy in the background. It just gave me a very good purpose and it gave yeah. me a real reason to carry on and, and to make sure that she was okay. And yeah. It was a day-by-day thing, but we tried again, Niall, and I said, like as I said to Root, the, our miscarriage didn't come at the end of our kids. They came in between. Yeah. And, then, you know, you know, the, the, the disappointment was mixed in between. Lots of joy. And it didn't stop us. And we went again. And we ended up with four lovely boys. Yeah. So the, the thing I will say to him is, by all means, be afraid. It's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to... You are never going to be able to do it fear free. But what I would say to you is, by all means, be afraid. But don't let it stop you. And don't, let, don't turn around in 25 years or 30 years time and say that. The horrible thing that is a miscarriage to find you as people. Because don't let it do that to you. Don't, be, don't let that be the thing that prevents you from don't trying it, again. Yeah, don't let it define you as people. As, yeah. as, as, no, no, as, I get, and that's that's a know. good bit of advice. Who's by the way? Who is child? Is that is Dave? Is that your child in the background? That's my that's my youngest. In the oh, background. sorry, I thought it was Dave. Sorry, he only talks. No, no, I'm aware. He only talks when he's day night. He only talks when. He only talks when I talk. I know what is it about children? You'd be waiting for the most important phone call of your life. They're perfectly quiet. I remember my two youngest they'd be perfectly quiet and as soon as the fo- you'd say hello and answer the phone they turn into raven lunatics in the background but- that's, that's the beauty look at Niall he, he's, he's a product of if, if I can say to that chap he, he Billy in the back here he'll be four in he's my youngest boy he'll be four in August and he he is the product of, of determination and he is the product of going again and he is the product of you know trying to look beyond the horrible thing that is a miscarriage and trying to see what will we get when it happens? You know, the level of joy that it brings you to get what's in the back making the noise. He can make noise all day in my world. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd welcome it. Listen, Dave and Nigel, thank you very much indeed to both of you, by the way. Somebody said, I've gone through an abortion, miscarriage and full pregnancy. Uh, that's death at birth. Not sure I could give good advice. It's hard. Another person says, uh, oh, there's that nasty clown again. You're a chicken to read out. I don't want to read it out. You're sick to it. text. Uh, uh, he needs to stop uh, drinking and feeling sorry for himself and somebody else. Uh, but that's probably not going to be good advice for him, to be honest with you. That's probably not what he wants to hear. But I think the best thing he heard there from Nigel in the back of Nigel's car, a nice four-year-old, uh, which makes it all worth it at the end. I don't think he's going to have a choice but to go through it again, Niall, because if he says no, she'll probably end the marriage and go meet somebody else to have a child with because... Okay, I never planned either of my pregnancies and my kids are well into the teens. I wouldn't change them for the world, but my plan always was never to have children. That was my choice. Didn't work out and I'm actually glad now I look back that it didn't work out because I had the best years of my life with my kids. But uh, she will probably end that marriage. Most definitely, I'd say she'll end that marriage. And I have a new partner now of eight years and I would have loved to have a child with him. But we agreed from day one never to have any. And I have gotten feelings and your uterus is just pulling because you just want to have have a kid I never had that feeling before only with him but um, it is what it is can't have any more but she's well entitled to try again and try and have a baby and he can't stop her 
So she'll either do it with him or she'll do it without him. And I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I really do. And obviously their marriage went through an awful tough time, uh, according to the email, after she had the last miscarriage. Firstly, for her going into depression and giving up her job and everything. And now she's back in a good place. And she's back working in her dream job and everything is probably a little bit better in her life. She's never going to forget it, obviously. But things are not... Maybe he he's saying that maybe he didn't deal with it very well at the time. And now it's all coming back to bite him. That she now wants to continue to have a baby and he's terrified because he doesn't want to go through all that again. And I, I don't think he's feeling sorry for himself. I don't get the feeling that he's feeling sorry for himself. I think he doesn't want her to go through that and he doesn't want him to go through it so their marriage will be torn apart again. Uh, let me just go to Tracy. Tracy, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Tracy? Hi, Norris. How are you? Uh, now, Tracy, it's quite, for those listening, you know, who don't understand this courage, it's quite common. It's a lot more common than we think about. We just don't talk about it very much. It, yeah. It's one of those things that people are afraid because, you know, if you're pregnant and you've told a few friends and then all of a sudden you have a miscarriage, your friends tend not to come over to you and say, oh, you know, I'm sorry to hear about your miscarriage because they don't want to upset you. So it's something we don't talk about, isn't it? It, it really is. I found um, through my experiences, um, a lot of people didn't want to know, um, didn't want to talk about it when you did want to talk about it. Um, but I had an ectopic pregnancy in 2015. Mm-hmm. Christmas Day 2016, I had my first, what they call normal miscarriage. And then early 2017, I had a second miscarriage. Um, and how long were you pregnant? Not that it matters, but how long were you no, pregnant when, when those miscarriages happened? Um, between seven and nine weeks. Okay. okay. But they were planned pregnancies. Yeah. And I desperately wanted those children. And my husband did too. Yeah. Initially, um, like as the girl said the last time, the, my husband was like, mm, we already have two. Do we need any more? You know, yeah. I thought we were happy. And I said, well, look, I really want another one. As that and girl, said, yeah, okay. the girl in the audio said that she felt yeah. her. She said she felt her uterus pulling at her. Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah. one way of describing it, I suppose, that maternal instinct, isn't it? it? It really was. I just wanted another one so badly, and he said, "Okay, leave her with me." And then a couple of months later, he came back. Now, I, I, I don't believe in taking anybody's option away from him, so I would never take it away from him. But I wouldn't expect him to take it away from me either. And he came back and he said, "Look, okay." He said, "Let's try. Let's give it." And a what would you? What would you have try. done if he had to come back to you? And said, listen, Tracy, I just, I can't go through the loss we went through the last time and the, and the upset. And I'm assuming you were very depressed after it. I'm assuming it was, a, it was like, it, it is like grieving the loss of a it child. Was, it, of course it, it was. Is. It was horrible because from the day you get pregnant, the day you, you get that positive That's test, a baby. Yes. You, you're making plans. It's like, okay, well, the baby's going to be born this month. And, it, you know, the other children are going to be whatever ages and they'll still be in school when the baby starts school. So they'll have somebody there to be with them. And, you know, you start making those plans. Mm-hmm. You start thinking of names. Well, I did anyway. Yeah. Um. You 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 get ready mentally for having a baby, for bringing that baby home, and when you lose that baby, it's devastating. Yeah. Um. And it was devastating for my husband as well. As much as it, I was the one to instigate, I want another baby. He was devastated as well because he absolutely adores our kids. And you know, once he got his head wrapped around, he's like, right, okay, we're doing it. He was fully on board. See, there is, I mean, we we do tend to forget about, and I don't want to make this sound like a man thing, right, because I'm a man, but we Mm. do tend to forget about men because as well as them going to the same as you're going through with the loss of a child or the loss of a pregnancy, they're also going through, you know, this upheaval where they care so much about you that they don't want to see you upset either. So there's a bit of a double whammy on it, isn't there? There was that. I mean, when I had the ectopic pregnancy and I I said to him, look, I, I want to try again. He was terrified, and, and understandably so. I was terrified as well. But his 
point was I could lose you and the baby. Yeah. yeah. And the kids would lose their mommy. Yeah. So it's not just losing the baby. It's a serious that, that decision, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Them. I of mean, the chances of having an ectopic after having one already is quite high. Yeah. Um, I mean, from day one, I was brought into the early pregnancy unit in the Rotunda, and they, I have to say, on all the pregnancies, they were fantastic. With all the losses, the support they gave, you know, they monitored us all the way through. And then when I actually um, was able to have our, our last baby, you know, I was in for the appointments with the hospital and every time I went in they scanned me to reassure me that everything was okay with the baby because I was terrified absolutely terrified every every like I suppose for an average pregnancy most women just go through a pregnancy it's a state of state of mind you just go through it it's fine everything's grand you enjoy all those little movements and twinges and everything else but I think once you've had a couple of miscarriages every twinge becomes terrifying it really does everything and every bleed and uh, unfortunately and I'm sorry to say this on the radio but I was prone to having bleeds during mm. the pregnancies um, so every time I had one I had to be brought in and scanned and checked and kept in for observation and, 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 and just, to, just to relieve anybody who's pregnant at the moment spotting or blood spotting is quite normal, quite normal. during it's pregnancy quite normal. but for uh, you my, that would be terrifying yes yeah. and it was normal for me because my doctor said oh you're just one of those women that that happens to yeah uh, you know, so it was normal, but because of our history, they had to check. Yeah, yeah. They had to, um, but every time it happened, oh my God, my bottom of my heart would fall into my stomach, I'd feel sick, I'd be terrified, I'd be shaken. And it's kind of Which, like by the way, can I point out, increases, and that increases the risk, of course, as well, because you're stressed yeah. out and makes it increases the risk even higher than when you're concerned about it so much. Yeah. And I have to say, my husband was fantastic through it all. Every little twinge or every little issue or anything, he'd say, okay, do you want to get checked? Yeah, into room five, the rotunda. And he brought us straight in. Were you in the rotunda, by the way? I was, yeah. Yeah, so what's it called? Room five, is that what they call it? Um, I don't know. I think that's what they used to call it, room five in the rotunda, into room five in the rotunda. Every time time I'm sure I was the same. With your first pregnancy, you're kind of ringing every 20 minutes. Every time something happens, you're ringing the hospital. Is this normal? Is this normal? Yeah. It is normal, but I mean, as I said... Um, we both went through CBT counselling. We both had, like I had, my dad had died a couple of years before before as well. So I was being with the loss of my dad quite suddenly and then the miscarriages and, and it just caught, all caught, caught up. I was yeah. out of work sick for two months after the second miscarriage. Um, my husband supported me with that. He was like, look, there's no rushing you going back. Don't worry about it. It's fine. My, my boss is brilliant. The same thing. But my husband didn't have the opportunity to take the time off when we were going through that and he needed it as much as I needed it. Well I know we, we only, we only spoke to, to Ivana Bacic, we spoke to Ivana Bacic last week from the Labour Party who are mm-hmm. now, they're now working on legislation uh, for women who've had miscarriage to get some level of maternity leave and parental leave for fathers as well uh, yeah. to bring it into law because at the moment there isn't a law there. Uh, that not, New Zealand have actually again put the full forward for and they've brought that in for mm, women. Absolutely. That they get the leave. And it's fantastic. And yeah. it should be. Of course it should. Um, there. And it should be there for even for the, for the men. Like you get, you know, they get two weeks when yeah. the baby is born. Yeah. They at the moment you have to take time off sick or at your own expense um, yeah. to deal with that. You know what I mean? But look, I, thankfully you have a lovely uh, three-year-old now. And she rules the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and worth, and worth all the trouble. She really is. And, you know, she is our little grace. And that's what we called her because she is totally, by the grace of God, we have her after everything we went through. 
Yeah, but every day, um, yeah, I suppose you look at her, you think it was worth it. I, you know, I, yeah, and don't yeah. get me wrong, I, do, I don't mean that in a bad sense that, you know, no, I'm dismissing no, what happened to you. But It doesn't take away from what we went through. Yeah. As I said, during the, after the first, the 12-week scan that we had on us, my husband brought me for lunch and I sat in that restaurant and I cried. Mm. I was happy, but I was sad at the same time. Having her does not take away from the babies I lost. Yeah. It doesn't take away from my husband what he and do you lost, still, by the way, do you, he did lose Do you it. still think about things like, you, you know, I, I know a lot of women who have had stillbirths and what have you will tell you they think about every birthday and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yes. have you ever predicted when they would have been born and think to yourself, gosh, you know, if yes. I had had those babies, they, it would have been their birthday around this time? Or I Yeah, mean, I do. Yeah. I do. And since 2016, every Christmas Day, I think about that baby I lost on Christmas Day. It just... Mm-hmm. It doesn't go out of you. It doesn't leave you. I have, um, my husband bought me when we first, the Pandora bracelet came out, it was a bracelet and little events that marked, you know, what happened during our courtship and having the kids and getting our house. And so I have little charms to represent each one. And I have a a charm on my bracelet to represent the babies that I've lost. So they're there. They will never leave me. And I will never forget about them. And he doesn't either. Yeah, I'm, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know time is a good healer, but it, it but, does, uh, and you yeah. get on with it, and you move, and you. And my thing is, keep one foot going in front of the other. Just keep going. Yeah, the kids are a great help. Kids really do. And my dad had said that to me before he died. You know, your parents die before your. You know, when your children are young, to help you, you get through. But kids help you to get through the situation, and they do. And my husband. Well, just one final question. So what advice would you give to this guy who wrote us the email? He basically says that um, he doesn't want to go through the whole thing again. He said, the idea of having another miscarriage is terrifying me. I'm not sure how she would cope with it and how I would cope with it. Now, obviously, their marriage was suffered greatly because of it, because he ended up on the drink and he ended up leaving the house a lot. And his wife spiraled and lost her job. And now, thankfully, she's got a new job now. Everything is good again. They're dealing with it now. And fast forward 2021, as he said. But he said the memory still haunts him because he doesn't believe he's dealt with it ever properly. I would highly recommend going to CBT Council. Highly recommend it. It worked for us. Yeah. It helped us get through the most difficult time in our lives. Yeah. You know, and and even t- now to this So that's counselling together as a couple rather than on your own? Well, no, we did it separately. Yeah, because okay. we needed to be able to say what we needed to say. Yeah. And not care about upsetting. He didn't want to upset me and I didn't want to upset him. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend the counselling. It is the mm-hmm. way forward. Not enough people talk about miscarriage in this country. Yeah. Not enough people... What would you, but just, or going to counselling. And a final bit of advice for people who might have a friend who's had a miscarriage. What advice would you give them? I mean, what, what did you want people, when, when you lost that baby at Christmas or, or you lost any, the other miscarriages that you had, I mean, would you have preferred if people were more open with you about it? Or Yeah, recognition. Like, I mean, yeah. I, mean I got told, oh, well, you know, you have two others, isn't it? You know, it's okay. It's fine. Sure, you have two. Get there. She can always no, have another one. Not always, <laughs> Don't. Are you mad going for another one? Oh, I got is that what they said to you? Close to us. Yeah, are you mad? And don't do it. And I thought, you know what? Not your life. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. But I, I went through it. I just, I think for people going through it, recognition. Look, you've, you know, it's the same way if you go to somebody's funeral. They've lost their, their sibling or their parent or their partner. You recognize they've lost somebody. You say, I'm very sorry for your loss. And it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. 
And it's very, and there must be know. those awkward moments too of people or friends who know you're pregnant and then they meet you a couple of months later and they say to you, God, you must be due shortly or whatever, or you must yeah. be due soon. And you're going, well, yeah. no, actually, I lost the baby. That must be a I, difficult conversation. It, it is hard, but I have to say my friends were brilliant. Yeah. I kept it close with the friends that I'm close with, a small group of friends. And they were there the entire time, sending texts or a quick call or just how I'm thinking of it. See, this, this is the problem, too, when I talk about this email. Women are better at doing that kind of stuff. They're better at reaching out to their friends. Women have a better support system with their friends. Men yeah. tend to be this whole kind of thing, you know, uh, I'll be grand. They hold I'm, it in. Yeah, I'm a grand. I'm a bloke. I'll deal with it. I'm grand. Once I look after her, sure, I'll be grand. You know what I mean? And men tend not to talk to their mates about things like that. You and know? it's important. Yeah, it absolutely. is important. It and is. I know... My husband has a friend that he, he is very close with, that he would talk about things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it is lucky, but it, it, I I would say talk. Talk yeah. is the biggest thing. Talk about it. Make it normal. Make it not normal as in, oh, well, it's normal to his baby. It's, it's not devastating. But make it normal to talk. Listen, thank you very much, Lee Tracy. People. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing all that with us on thank the air saying it's good advice for anybody listening in those in that situation. Uh, thanks very much indeed. And give our regards to Grace, give her a big hug for us. All right. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hits.